Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Wait, you off beat, girl. Say Am it I? loud. Pause, pause. I'm black and I'm proud. Oh, you're right. Okay. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. No, it's oh, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, close enough. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting, where we unpack our group chat. I'm sorry, guys. The my, my It's not up. The notes. <laughs> But you know what we do here. You know what we do. We take the group chats and we unpack them. And Shade, what are we talking about today? Oh, my favorite subject, identity. Oh, wait. Pause. By the way, friends, we're doing a brand new recording method. Yes. And so we thought we'd share it with you because Shade has returned back to Oakland. Oh, no, to Woodcrest or whatever. Walnut Creek. <laughs> Woodcrest. Oh, no. Just say I live in California. Yep. A white neighborhood. To the birds. <laughs> Watercrest. And she, she's joining us via Skype. So we can keep this podcast going. Thanks to our lovely engineer, Jim. Jim Jammin. At Jim Jam Studios. We are able to do this still. So, yeah. Bear with us if anything sounds funky or anything because this is the first time but it's gonna be a good episode yes okay anyway Shade, what, what are we talking about so i have an identity crisis at all times of every day of my life so we thought why not have an identity episode mm-hmm. tell us about this crisis glenn <laughs> i hate you <laughs> <laughs> See you, but like I can see you. Okay. <laughs> um, so, well, okay, a little bit about me. Um, I was obviously born in America, in New York. Um, we're not going to specify exactly where in New York. That's no one's business, but my own. Wasn't it Canarsie? Um, <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> um, and my mother's mother is from Grenada, and then the rest of my family is from good old U.S. of A. But then I was, like, really into Latin culture, and I speak Spanish, and then I started studying Mandarin, and I started to think I was Asian, and now I'm, like, with Portuguese, and I have all these moments where I go in and out of code-switching and identity crises, probably, like... Every single day. Damn, it's nice to hear you say that <laughs> as a viewer. <laughs> but also, like, uh, that, that that that's because your mom, right? And your household was very... Let's, what do I, how do I want to say? I was going to say eclectic. Like we can specific. say international. Oh, yeah. yeah? Um, because I never knew. I mean, I don't think any of us knew that Shade was Grenadian. None of us believed her. I was yeah. like, yeah, this is another thing that you want to do. Like, you speak yeah. Spanish and Mandarin. Um, because every time I went to your house, y'all were eating, like, southern food. But then you also had some Caribbean food. I just, like, wasn't sure. And then you guys are um, Yoruba. So. Right. When did you have Southern food at my house? Thanksgiving leftovers. I feel like y'all had mac and cheese. Oh, Everybody yeah, eats yeah. mac and cheese. Okay, but y'all make mac and cheese different than we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, y'all. I know. I was like, whoa, what was that? So should we just quickly share how each of us identify yeah, first? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Glenn, how do you identify? 
Wait, so real quick. So Sade, basically you're saying your identification is you don't really know. <laughs> I identify as black. Okay. But I am a woman of the world. Okay. All right. I'll take that. And Glenn? I identify as black and black American before I say African American. Mm. Mm-hmm. You want to get into that? Should I extrapolate upon that now? Yeah, a tad. Um... Okay, I have a lot of weird feelings about African-American as a term in general because before I like did my research on it, it just felt like this politically correct thing that white people say to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you can say I'm black, it's fine. It just, yeah. It's super formal, I guess. And for me, to an extent, when I say that I'm black in America, it means people of my, I think, of my lineage, like Southern black people, like that came here as slaves. I think that's what I, I, I associate with black culture here. But then when I think about blackness, it makes me feel like I'm a part of a larger like diaspora of black people around the world. So I look at it in both those ways. For a while, I didn't like African-American because it felt like it was, a, it in theory, seems like a term for like a person of Af- direct African descent that now lives in America, like somebody who would be like Chinese American or hmm. Caribbean American or what have you. But who, who made the term African American? I think it was like Jesse Jackson or something. Oh, I thought it was for sure probably a white person. Nah, see, that's what you would think, right? Yeah. But it was like this term that was coined for us to be able to like take hold of where we came from or whatever it was like a a reclaiming so now i'm like okay all right i can get down with that yeah but black american yeah and then doesn't i'm not sure but i remember there was a scene in the malcolm x movie where they were talking about how black is just like the word black is so negative Mm -hmm. already so Mm -hmm. then for us to call ourselves that is a little coded in and of itself right um I don't know. We should have probably... Uh... <laughs> Wait, Glenn, you're right. It was Jesse Jackson. Yeah, girl. Oh, so Jesse Jackson coined the term African-American. Some information. Which made it feel so... I think all of us are, you were like surprised. You're like, you thought that was something super yeah. politically correct or something. Yeah. But it was something that we embraced at the beginning. But yeah, I like saying black. Like, it just sounds like, yeah, I'm black. Yeah. I feel like now, all of a sudden, everyone is happy to be black again. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a whole other thing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Before, you would always say, yeah, I'm black, but my grandma's Indian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm one-fourth <laughs> Cherokee on my mom's side. Like, girl. Right. What? And that shit probably isn't even true if you really do the ancestry. Exactly. But anyways, um, the way how I identify is black. And then if people ask more, which tends to happen, I, I'm really going to start cussing people out that do that but um currently what i've been doing is you know i'm black i'm trinidadian and venezuelan mm-hmm. that's the it. breakdown yeah would you okay so yeah okay so i think this is the thing for me i think of myself as like racially and ethnically black right when you could say you're like racially black and eth- ethnically trinidadian or caribbean yeah 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 but then i yes but then i always hate the fact that it seems like people want me to also erase the other part of me Mm -hmm. which is um from venezuela yeah and it's like not like a little part it's like it's there you know Mm -hmm. 
but I'm way more connected to the Trinidadian culture. For sure. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, this is making me think a lot of things. To go. Oh, actually, yeah. When we were talking about wanting to say you were mixed with all this other stuff, when I was in middle school, elementary school, whenever there was a flag day, I used to front like I was from the Caribbean all the time. Oh my god! That's <laughs> all so the what time. Flag? I was from Barbados for like five why? years. Why you pick Barbados? And then I was from Panama. <laughs> I think I was from Barbados because probably Rihanna was from there. I'm not sure. Okay. But I also, yo, to be honest, I grew up around so many Caribbeans and I just looked at them and thought about who did I look most like? Who could I front and say that I was like? Um, I'm dead. I didn't, I didn't feel like I exuded Jamaican energy. <laughs> I feel like I, you can't front and be Jamaican. People will catch you in a lie. <laughs> Oh, too easy. Yeah, Jamaican, you will get caught. Jamaican sweat out there, Jamaican. Nick. Yes, just you Jamaican. always know when somebody is Jamaican. Yeah. You always know. You cannot front. You can see because they have on Clarks. And, um, <laughs> skinny jeans. <laughs> and a studded shirt. True Caribbean alter ego right. Jamaican. Your alter ego is a Jamaican? Yeah. My true Caribbean alter ego, she's Jamaican. Her well, name is something your- and... If you put on some like really long eyelashes, you would be Jamaican <laughs> because you have the short blonde hair now. <laughs> I'm crying. Okay, I'm kidding. Jamaican people, I love you. This, these are jokes. These are well, jokes. I mean, so that's what's interesting too because I think all of our the way that we identify and look at blackness is super diasporic because we're from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yes. Yeah, that we even have this understanding of Jamaican people, or that I could even say like, oh, I could pretend to be from Barbados because I was hanging around a bunch of Bayesian people or like my best friend growing up was Trinidadian and I remember being in her house and they gave me bakes and I put jelly on them because I thought they were biscuits (laughs) 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 which was so African American of me to do which I don't even know how to describe a bake for people that are listening that don't know what it is in theory, it's kind of like a biscuit. It's not though. It's like a fried, like a fried piece of dough. I guess. Yeah, yeah, fried dough. They were cutting my ass. Now that I think about it, like <laughs> she and her cousins was in the corner, kikiing and cackling at me. And that's the other thing that's interesting is that it seems like it's. I don't know if it still is, but when I was younger and I would go to Trinidad, my Trinidadian cousins would like make fun of me for being a Yankee, mm-hmm. and like it was like something to like laugh at. Kind of. And then, you know, when my mom would be upset, she would be like, you're acting like a, a Yankee. Like, take that Yankee stuff out of my house. You know, that was like... Her. What would she? What would cause her to say that? What would you be doing? Like, little stupid shit. Like, if I come home and I sit on the bed with my outside clothes. Yeah. That's like, oh, no. Not your outside clothes. Oh, God, Lord. That's Even like, I don't do that. Like, that's, that's horrible. Yankee stuff. Like, don't bring that in my house. Or um, if I'm... I don't know if I've any little stupid thing. Yeah. That was her term for it. Right. Which is so interesting because I feel like, so in the, this is a, a, a debate I feel like we're constantly having in our group chat. Yeah. Um, where we, where we're talking about this like separatism, I guess, between mm-hmm. us and all of these like stigmas that we all place upon each other, like within the diaspora or whatever. Yeah. So the, there's these notions that your family had about Yankees. I mean, my family had all kind of notions about, people that were not black American, my dad still says, don't bring anybody home that's not black. And I mean, black, black. Oh, Don't bring home no Caribbeans. Don't bring home no Africans. 
Damn, not even Africans. <laughs> not even Africans. Well, you know it's crazy. Yeah, Africans don't like? fuck with African Americans. Yeah. Right, we're being we're making generalizations, but in my experience, like my African guy friends cannot bring home no black girl. Mm-mm. It's a whole well, because that kind of thing is like protecting the tribe, and there's all this sort of like politics right. connected right. within that. I think like even. From what I'm, what I understand is that like even certain African people want to marry someone that's of their same tribe, right. like yeah, Igbo yeah. and like Igbo. Igbo yeah, yeah, yeah. Shade, what? Because you also you didn't speak about your Yoruba um, culture that much, and I feel like that's super interesting and something that I think we should touch on. So yeah, so okay, I don't identify like ethnically as Nigerian. But my name is obviously Nigerian. Um, I'll just fully air myself out so the feds can come get me. My full name is Osharemi Shade, um, which is a Yoruba name. And my mom and my family and I, we practice a traditional Nigerian religion, which in itself has its own like cultural aspects because, you know, the prayers are in Yoruba. And like when you cook, you'll typically cook food that's like from Nigeria but like if you asked me to make you some Nigerian food or speak to you I'd be like hello and make you absolutely nothing and make you a risotto (laughs) and make you a risotto with some Brussels sprouts (laughs) wait so but do you know how to pray in Yoruba um yeah what she just she just casually says um yeah you do i mean it's the same way that someone's like our father blah 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 like you say it so many times you just like learn it but like so like i know what certain words are from like the prayers and the names Mm -hmm. um but i could not hold a conversation in yoruba (laughs) i would just be like reciting prayers (laughs) honey water (laughs) so do you plan on um passing that on to your children um it that would depend on my husband I mean I definitely would have my child have a naming ceremony so like we all have naming ceremonies so for girls I think it's nine days so after nine days of being on the earth, you get like a naming ceremony and you would get a Yoruba name. And my, my name is my Yoruba name, but like my niece has like an American name and a Yoruba name, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely do that. Um, but it would definitely depend on a lot. Can we get into some of this stuff about your Yoruba practice though? Um, cause I feel like for a while you've kind of, I don't want to use the word like shame, but I feel like you're now like really walking into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. This can, this will slowly become a religion episode if I divulge deeply, but like, I don't fully believe in any like organized religion. I think that it's like unnecessary to an extent because I feel like people should be able to practice and believe in things and do things the way they want to, not based off of like a book or a guideline or like anything that someone else tells them to do. So I definitely Mm. like pushed away from it. And then also, yeah, there's a lot of like stigma associated with Yoruba religion and people associate it with voodoo and like there Mm. is voodoo did stem in some senses from 
these religions. So there's like that stigma to it that it's like, oh God, now I have to sit and like explain and do all this stuff that I'm like, don't even want to do. Cause I'm like, I don't even really bang with religion in the first place. So mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, I'm not even going to go into these conversations, but as I'm like getting older and I'm learning more, I'm like, wow, like this, this shit really is legit and like has helped me a lot in my life. So like, I can't speak for, I guess what I would do with my kids and my future just because I'm still like learning, but I definitely will say that it's like, I value it so much more. And in terms of like connecting with my blackness, it is like to me as black as you can get, because it is a religion, like literally from Nigeria and it's all oral history. So it's like that bit of connection that I think is really authentic to Africa. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn's gonna take a class. Yo, I mean, now, right? Yo, but what's crazy actually is that is me thinking about religion. I feel like that when I'm in like the a black church in the South, I'm like, yo, this is something else entirely. I don't know nothing about this, right. but it feels like distinctly black. It was born out of like turmoil and all this stuff. And there's all these traditions. There's, there's just all these things, these mannerisms, this way of speaking that is so deeply rooted in the black church. So I think even thinking about blackness in a way, like African-Americanness, black Americanness, even the way I identify is so different because I'm from the North, I think too. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm, and I, I don't have any, I have no connection to my family that lives in the South anymore. All of them moved to like, Jersey and DC and kind of brought those traditions with them. And they would just always be like, Oh, this reminds me of down home, down home. But I wouldn't know like what that really meant. Yeah. I don't know. My grandfather and dad will sit and like kiki about all this Southern food that they love. And I'm like, what? Like when, what, where? Like, yo, because no one, I feel like no one really like made it for me or maybe I didn't eat it because I was picky as hell when I was growing up slash like low-key my mom was trying to be on some like vegan shit but my grandpa and my dad would be like mm, yeah the ham hocks and the bread and the gravy <laughs> the chitlins <laughs> and I think it's so much like beautiful culture there but I don't um it's I feel like it's never presented as beautiful say more <laughs> like I, I don't even know. Like, it's. I feel like it's not. It's like, you know. Oh, they they don't eat good food. Uh, or, um, who says that? People in your family? No, no, no. Okay, I was just just genu- <laughs> genuinely curious. No, I'm no, like, who said that? No. Um, <laughs> no, like, yeah, like it's like, oh Lord, it's give you a heart attack, full of butter, right. old child, right? The pork fat, and all that's of that. Like, that's like a like a, you know, I would. I don't know. I, the thought will come to you. Yeah. No, I get you. But I don't know. I mean, that all of this, thinking about even your religion, Shade, it just makes me feel like I need to learn these these recipes and stuff. Like, yeah. they can't, like, die. I don't know. Oh, but yeah. We talked you... about this. We mm-hmm. both need, like, a lesson. But I was going to say, there's a lot of similarities between um, Southern American food and Caribbean food that I didn't even know about. But, like, my grandfather loved my grandma's food because, like, South is like chitlins and like it's just like pickled 
shit and then like yeah. like, like actually shit no 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 no, <laughs> no. no. black americans eat the shitland shit. is like the intestines of shit yeah right? no. yeah well, people okay don't eat so like intestine when we'll my eat, grandma like, would make foot south, it'd be like pig feet or yeah. any like pickled pig feet or, or some, stuff like that yeah and yo like the suits would always have mad like body parts <laughs> That's just food of the struggle. It's just struggle meals, but not struggle yeah. plates. No. <laughs> if y'all know what that means. Um, no, but, oh yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I remember the first time I had macaroni pie at a Trinidadian person's house. I was just so, dis- like, not disturbed. It just bothered me <laughs> that it was called a pie. I'm like, it's not a pie. It is though. You baked it. Because it's baked. Right. That's what they told me. I'm like, that don't make no sense, y'all. But it made, it made me so mad. I you yammed it up. Yammed it up. Ate it. Yeah. What that? Is that a Caribbean term? That's like Jamaican. <laughs> Yam up the food. Yam it up. <laughs> but wait, I want to go back to what we were, we were talking about, that Yankee yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then actually we can look at that, that oh. thing that, the, yeah, that, so we were having this debate the other day in the group chat. Oh, pull up the receipts. Let me get the receipts, girl. Um, Shade sent us this quote that said, to be African-American is to be without memory and... Wait, sorry, back it up. To be African-American is to be African without memory and American without privilege. Yep. Yeah. And you had a strong, you had a visceral response to this, Chelsea, so. Yeah, I, um, I get the African without memory thing, but I did not understand the um, American without privilege. And this is coming from a woman who is a first-generation American. And to be an American is a privilege, if that makes sense, like the fact that African-Americans are born in this country, they're already born with so much privilege. And I think I I think it's tough to say that in this era when black people are being killed in the streets. And it's tough to say that in this era when black people are losing their jobs for protesting um, passively, but um, or nonviolently. But it's still a fact that being an American in and of itself is better than being born in a lot of other places. And like, so my family struggled and worked hard just to get that right of becoming American. So just to get to this country and to be American. So then to hear an American complain about being an American to me as a first generation American is ridiculous. Hmm. I said a lot and I don't know if that made sense. Oh, it's totally, it was clear. Okay. And I, I, I see some things you were saying. I want to give um, Shade a chance to go first, though, because y'all were very much so, like, going back and forth in the chat. Yeah. What, what, was your, what were your points, Shade? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Look at Glenn being a, a I'm young. I'm a facilitator. <laughs> well, when uh, Shade... When, pundit. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay um, So I interpreted, I really strong, felt strongly about that quote and I feel like it was so true because I feel like that quote no offense to like first generation or like immigrants but I feel like that quote really speaks to like black Americans like people whose families have been here in that there was a lot of promise to black people after slavery or I guess hope in that like okay like slavery's over and like now we're going to get this like 40 acres and a mule and we're going to have rights. And like Mm. that dream kind of continued on as black people, well, black men got the right to vote. 
and you know it was still a farce like so okay you got your land but instead of being a slave you're really a a sharecropper Mm -hmm. or you're going to jail and you're in a chain gang and so you're basically a slave again oh now you have the right to vote but here's another trick you have to do all these things to actually vote and then on top of that you go into like Jim Crow and it's like that's not even that long ago. Like my grandfather and my father were alive for that. And it's like, oh yeah, so, okay, you can vote now, kind of, sort of, but you're still always like this second class citizen. So you don't really belong anywhere because you have no relation to your African history. Like it was literally torn from you. And like, just a quick fun fact, like Santeria and Candomblé from Brazil were born out of like slaves having to hide their religion and so they gave the African deities saint names so that they could worship but like do it in hiding so like you're stripped of your religion you can't speak your language you can't eat your food you like can't do the things that you want to do this new religion and God is like forced upon you so you literally are stripped of your African history like that's gone but you will never truly be an American. You will never have the same privileges that a white or white passing American has. So you live in this constant state of limbo, Mm -hmm. which is just like really fucked up. It's like unfair. And I mean, I get it. Like it is what it is. This is the hand that we were dealt, but it's like, you would think after so many years, black people would, wouldn't be second class citizens. And yeah, there would be this like privilege that comes to being, born in America and from a financial and I guess like status there, you know, yeah, we have it a lot better than people who are making like a dollar a day or even less than that in like third world countries. But I think the quote is really speaking to like the people from here who live here and how within our own country, we will never be awarded the same rights as a white or white passing male or female yeah go off sis yeah no <laughs> yeah, I, I just felt like i was doing it okay dissertation as um i completely agree with what you're saying and i think in our conversation we i agree that had the quote said um uh to be african-american is to be african without memory and to be American without as much privilege as white Americans, I would have agreed with it. But the fact that it said to be American mm. without privilege, that was jarring to me when I know my aunt didn't have shoes. You mm. know? And mm. so that you know, that's that was just my rebuttal about that strong of a quote and that strong of a statement. That's super interesting. I mean, and I was gonna ask you about this in terms of so like the, the kind of commentary that you hear in your house or even like I was getting my hair braided like two weeks ago and the braiders were saying wild ass stuff. Like, look at them out here. You know, they're just so lazy. They're so lazy. The African hair braiders. Yeah. And I, I don't know who they were referring to, but whenever I hear someone say they, and I'm sitting in a braiding shop on Fulton street, I'm they're like, Oh, y'all talking about African us, about me. Yeah. And it's like, Ain't nobody in my family lazy. Like, we work mad hard. Yeah. I personally bust my ass every day, you know? Um, So that's really interesting that those kind of, like, stereotypes. 
and I kind of mentioned this when we were talking in the chat too. And then you were, you said something about, I guess, the kind of stereotypes that we will place, uh, black Americans will place against like Caribbean Americans mm-hmm. and like making it a joke that like, oh, you work in 10 jobs, like you Jamaican, like you Caribbean and how like it's maybe unfair to make jokes like that because it's a reality. Yeah, or like all of y'all living in a house. Mm -hmm. And so like the reality is that's how immigration works. Like one person comes over and they set set up shop and they slowly bring other people over. And yeah, for a while, everyone's living in a fucking house. And eventually people are able to work hard and get their own homes or live their own lives, you know? And so like, I think it is definitely a fact that it's unfair and it's not true at all that like african americans are lazy but i think what immigrants see and i guess i'll speak from the immigrant perspective although i'm american um although i'm about to be a dual citizen um but anyways what immigrants see is you know i came here with absolutely nothing Mm. and so how am i able to get something And, and what they forget is they don't have the history or the memory of all the like institutionalized mm-hmm. racism um maybe maybe eventually gaining it getting an attitude of this place is not meant for me and so like why would i even try to maneuver this system Ooh, because some because your family glenn yeah your family mm-hmm. members work hard but there are it is a fact that there are african-americans that are living off of the system yeah right and and so and that comes from all sorts of things but i think one thing is probably an attitude of this country is not made for me i can't really navigate this this place so i'm gonna live how i can live Hmm. yeah i could see that and i think you know systems have been created to enable that type of like not I don't want to say complacency or something, but it's just been like designed yeah, like, for us yeah, to not be able to like leave c- our communities or even often. have like a, a, a proper family structure. Like mm-hmm. The fact that you can't have welfare and food stamps, I don't know if it still exists, but at one point, if uh, the man was in the home or like it's fucking crazy, so like you know they would kick the man out and be like, you know, I got to take care of my kids and get my my assistance, so you need to leave. Yeah. You know, like little things like that, just like keep these systems going right yeah i see this like real in a really interesting perspective so it's like twofold because this is where that like part of me that is caribbean and part of me that is black american like see the two sides because for one my grandmother wasn't even like allowed to date my grandpa like they had to do it in hiding because he was american and they were like oh my god you can't and he was poor so like oh my god you can't marry like a poor yankee like that's disgusting mm-hmm. so like them even being together was like this whole thing but your but grandmother then, was um not a poor west indian right so like she right. came here with money right yeah so she was like a right. west indian of status yeah okay. so when my family came here yes okay of course like everyone lived in the same house and like i think that comes from for one like a monetary thing but also like i don't know that's just like what you do like even when my family started to gain more money and like have more um properties in in brooklyn like my mom grew up with like all her cousins all in the same house like that's just what you did and like you would go to your grandfather's house or your grandmother's house and you would clean. And like when I was growing up, I would go clean my grandmother's house. And like my 
black American friends would be like, what? Like what you like y'all do that? And I'm like, yeah, like you go to your grandparents house, you clean, you cook, you like take care of stuff. And they're like, that was like so crazy to them. And I was just like, and then I thought about it and I would never go to my, my American grandma's house and and clean and cook. (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah, no. So yeah. So like, that was interesting, but like, that's just like how we were raised and like, we were always raised to kind of like have this like hustle mentality, but that was definitely on both sides. So like my family would obviously joke like, Oh, you working like a West Indian, but like people were West Indian and obviously like had the typical West Indian jobs. But I think that a lot of the dependency on like welfare is kind of like a new phenomenon, like very much like post heroin, post crack era, because my dad moved into the pink houses when they were like brand new. And it was Mm -hmm. a whole like, this is a starter home for Mm -hmm. you to like Mm -hmm. off your feet. Like my dad was 22. He had a kid, he was married, he had a job. And it was like, this is kind of for you to get your money together so that you can eventually go and buy a home. And mm-hmm. then when these white people dropped fucking heroin and crack into our communities, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it. yeah, it became a not so nice place. But my dad is like, I remember when the pink houses were brand new, everyone respected their neighbors. There was nobody pissing in mm-hmm. hallways and elevators and steps. And like, none of that was happening. We were all, you know, blue collar, black families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that makes me think of a couple things. Um, when I oh yeah, like when, even when I was in Alabama, I might have talked on this about this before on a, on an episode. But mm-hmm. when we were in Selma and we were at this church where they like planned the march from Selma to Montgomery, it's across the street from a, a project, and um, that's where initially like a ton of the marchers like and demonstrators lived, and they were just coming right across the street to like. Uh, organized in this church. And again, same type of thing like you were saying, Shade, blue collar, uh, black families, like super hardworking, um, extre- like devoutly religious and all this stuff. And it was really interesting to talk to these like older people in Selma that were like saying that it was basically like our generation that has made things like kind of like go south, I guess, because the, the status of those, those houses, it was like insane. There had been just the day before we got there, like a, like a shootout, I could see bullet holes in like the sign that said like, this is a safe crosswalk kind of thing, which was nuts. And it's like, just a really weird dichotomy, I guess. I don't know, but I I don't know. Another thing came to me while y'all were thinking earlier, um, that on this black American thing, I had this crazy thought I was on the train the other day and I was the only black person on the train. And I was like, Oh shit. I'm not even supposed to be here. Like, like kind of what you were saying. It's like, it's a miracle that I'm fucking here. Mm-hmm. We weren't supposed to be here. At? What'd you say? Oh, yo, I was at um, York, which was so weird. Oh, I think yeah. I was going over to, to the, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I was wait, really wait. like, I'm not supposed to be here. And in I, this country. You mean. In this country. Yeah. Or like, it's a miracle that we are all alive and are doing things. Like yo, with the, the, the stuff other- that was done to us, it's, Insane. White people went through that. They would no be be no white people. They would be extinct. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> the perseverance, son. The perseverance. And I think it was. It hit me at that time because I had just gotten back from Berlin, and I feel like whenever I go to these places where like extreme, like genocide or like crazy shit has gone down mm-hmm. um, against people in that country, is so very like 
obvious and blatant. You can feel it that like some wild shit went down and there's like memorials everywhere. They will not let you forget. And I feel like people be forgetting and they want us to forget all the time, which is so crazy. Like we should be all walking around with like a badge or something. Like we should be like a specialized people. I swear to God, it's crazy. Like any uh, other places it's, yo, it's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. Slavery was literally a genocide. Yes, that happened in our country. And they're like, oh, it's like a part of the, a part of history. And I mean this in a bigger way when people say like, oh, it's a long time ago, forget about it. It's like, no, seriously, like this is the foundation of this, this country. This is the reason why we live in such a wealthy, right. privileged country is because it was built off of the backs of Africans. Yes. Like if it weren't for Africans, this country would not be what it is. Right. You know, and it's like yeah. when we go to Cambodia, you won't forget that there's a, the Khmer Rouge was there. You right. won't forget it. And it's like, I don't know. That's Tourists true. come to America for a wealth of other reasons. But yeah, like there should be some statue, big statue of Harriet Tubman somewhere. All mm-hmm. over the place. <laughs> like dead ass. Yeah. Oh. Whew, yeah. Wait, so really quickly, because sometimes just rewind a little bit when I was talking about my identity. Sometimes I want to say I'm Afro-Latino, right? Mm. But it doesn't feel comfortable, or Latina, but it doesn't feel comfortable and it doesn't necessarily feel like a, um, like a, like a, not like a real thing. Like, it feels like it's like cool now, Uh. you know? So I don't want to necessarily jump on the Afro-Latina bandwagon. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think someone wrote in our notes about um about Dean Asty. Yeah. What did she say? I didn't see that. She was like, everybody wanna be Afro Latina now because you got curly hair. Oh. But like two years ago you was talking about Pelo Malo. Yeah. Being like, yeah. I'm not Latin. Right. I mean, all I felt that all the time. I feel sometimes when I when I hear like Afro Latina women say they're Afro Latina. And I guess recently it's made, it's made me feel very affirmed because I do think I felt like very pushed away by like Afro Latina women in my life, like forever. Like when I would go get my hair done at the Dominican salon and they would make me feel like I was a fucking chore to do my hair. Right. And it's like, your hair looks like mine. They have the same fucking hair. Bruh. And it just made me feel I'm like, damn, everybody don't, nobody want to be black. Damn. Y'all really don't like us. That's crazy. Right. And yeah, now people are like. About it. I've appreciated the, the new wave, but I can... Yeah, I mean... But I also think that it's it's important, even when you talk about that, it's important then to to celebrate this term. Yeah. You know? Like, it's good that people want to be Afri- Afro-Latina. Yeah, like I think they didn't feel... Empo- I, to speak for them, like, didn't feel empowered enough to be able to say that out loud, kind of, because of these, prop- yeah. like, stigmas or whatever. And um, I think we're now getting, like the language to talk about it. Like mm-hmm. I know that term existed before, but the conversations are happening more. Yeah. I don't know. It's even the way people are like way more down to embrace their Africanness than they ever did. Like the amount of times that I hear like Afro beats in parties mm. when, if that were to come on, like when we were in high school, people would be like, yo, what is this? Yeah. I want to hear Movado. <laughs> yeah. Oh I don't know. History lesson though. I can't, I don't know about, the specificities of this in like Latin America, but like in the DR, they were literally like brainwashed. Like their president Trujillo mm-hmm. was, who was Haitian. Yeah. Whose grandma was Haitian and he would wear like white 
foundation literally oh God, like Lord. welcome Jews, welcome like all these refugees from Europe and what? like white people so that they could like whiten the race so that they could like <sighs> make yeah. them procreate with other darker skinned Dominicans to create Oof. more lighter skinned Dominicans, which is like and literally pushed all the Haitians out and pushed out Poor darker thing. skinned Dominicans, which is like just so crazy. So I can only imagine the trauma and the years of like your great grandmother and your grandmother and all these people like telling you like you're not black, you need to straighten your hair. Mm-hmm. You do that. And like so big ups to them for getting out of that shit because that is like a whole ass mind fuck. Yeah. Yes. Wait, I so I follow this really hotepy um account on Instagram. Oh god. What is it it's called? Like African Unification. <laughs> but they post the wildest shit. And like so so because I follow them, like I know what you know what their agenda is or whatever. And um Shelby's like I'm infiltrating. Yes, I know their agenda. It's actually very interesting. You're down for it. Um yeah. Some of the posts I'd be like, ooh, I kinda agree. No. But most of them I'm like most of their posts I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like they are very homophobic. But anyway, so homophobic. It's so homophobic. And like I just read the comments and I'm like, what the there are so many of these people. Yeah, I know. That's the crazy part. Yeah. But anyways, they have this thing that like multiculturalism so like i wouldn't say someone like me but um someone who is of multi many cultures or whatever they're like that is an agenda that the white man is pushing to erase blackness (laughs) like so like all that afro latina like i don't know like that's so interesting so interesting right I mean, I wonder if that's why people are always like, I love black love. I mean, there's many reasons why they say that. We're we're keeping the race black. And like, you know how they say in the future, everyone's going to be like brown. Exactly. Uh So like this Hotep account has a big problem with that. Like, oh my God. Some people think that that would be the utopia. Like if we were all just mixed up, but I'm like, niggas would find a way to say something about somebody. Yeah. Always going to find a way. Some that are darker and some that are lighter. Always going to be a problem. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't understand how, like, an oppressed group... Okay, no, that's not true. I can. But, like, I think it's so crazy when an oppressed group of people can't, like, support another oppressed group and, like, will oppress others. Like, mm. the Hotep out being so homophobic. Yeah. I'm like, how can you be this way? Like, Is it like you did not nature, choose though? to be black. They did not choose to be gay. Like, mm. what? Is it... Do you think it's, like, human nature to just, like, not be at the bottom of the totem pole though like you don't want to you you know you need someone beneath you yeah I have a, yo actually this was crazy so i did this i i i um i donated to something the other day and they asked they gave me a um like a survey at the end and they're like which of these causes do you care most about and it was like lgbtq lgbtq uh equality animal rights the earth Black people. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, no. and they had, they had me like, they, it was like between like, don't care to like, be, strongly care. And I'm like, yo, is it wrong if I put strongly care for black and like moderately care for everything else? Oh, I, interesting. I just don't care about no fucking animals and I'm tired of these PETA people. <laughs> I wanted to say I didn't care, but then I'm like, oh Lord, me. my friend Sean is going to come for my ass. You. Let me put moderate. <laughs> I put I'm the same tired. for all of it, and I felt like I was lying. I'm like, I'm I know I'm. 
I mean, yeah, I I do kind of personally feel like it's ridiculous when people compare like animal rights to um, black people. <laughs> yeah, like, I wish all these fucking PETA people gave that much of a shit about black people. <laughs> I can't take them. I really like, I can't. They, they really you know, bother me. My thing is, if you care about everything, then that's amazing. Right. But it does kind of suck when, you know, what? Yeah, when an ant, when a dog's life is more important to another human being than a little boy. Yeah. No. See, I'm. Uh, yeah. That's what we're not gonna do. But maybe does that mean something's wrong with us? Like, shouldn't we care about all? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, our I'm producer Jim first. is giving a very adamant shake of the head. No, I'm always black things. first, even if it's between that pink hat and uh, uh, Black Lives Matter. I pick Black Lives. I'm Matter. like, what pink hat? Oh, them damn dumbass pink hats. <laughs> I hate that shit. I hate that shit so much. Glenn is mad that her pussy ain't pink. Oh, throwback! Oh, Way to connect it. Way to connect it. You know, I'm the connector. I'm dead. <laughs> All right, Shaw, should we move on to... What did you do? I saw, no, I didn't... Oh, you didn't do your shit you saw on the train? Yeah, you think that would be at, at the top, but we got excited with our new Skype situation. Um, <laughs> shout out to Jim. So, shit I saw on the train. Shit I saw on the train. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, um, here we go. With I saw this grown-ass man on the train with ears on and an elf shirt screaming at the top of his <laughs> he got on the Q train and was like what's my Instagram and I'll tell you his Instagram go follow oh him God, I, I, see I have to see what this nigga looks like the jolly cat what's my I Instagram hate him. the jolly cat what's my Instagram the jolly cat and well now I'm on the f- jolly cat so at first I just thought it was like some crazy drunkard man but then he starts like preaching like he's like uh God loves you. Be happy. Like, oh, it was just the strangest shit I've ever seen in my life. But tune in to Black Girls Texting Instagram because I'll post some videos there so you can see it. Because I feel like people think I'd be making this shit up. Bruh, I saw it. And then I was like, why do you see this stuff on the train? The man, did he have a ukulele or something? Yeah, he had a ukulele. He looked like an elf. What's his name? Is it Elf Cat? The jolly cat. The jolly cat. Yeah, because he looked like Christmas time outfit. And his hair was like a little bit green. It was just (laughs) so bizarre. It was was... so weird. And like, I can't even describe it in words. I'll just post the video. So go to Black Girls Texting on Instagram. Oh my God. And the video will be up there. Oh my God. I would have been terrified. (laughs) I like. I've been so oh, scared. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. He's like a real. Per- is it performance art? Like, what is it? Maybe. And I was also thinking, like, shit. Is this a way that I could get my Instagram following up? Just go on trains in New York City and scream, <laughs> "What's my Instagram?" Chelsea Pinky. What's my Instagram? Chelsea Pinky. And maybe my followers will go up because he has like Please do five that for followers. <laughs> and I'm stuck at a, a thousand. Wait, you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> is that you saying what's my Instagram and then answering yourself and doing guess, like a crazy yeah. person thing or like a call and response? I answer myself until the crowd, <laughs> until the crowd understands what my Instagram Nigga, I is. dare you. <laughs> you. I'll be there. I'll sit in the corner. I'll be there for some... <laughs> if Shade can get on the train and make announcements about white men and banjos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I'll do it. I'll get. I'll drink a lot of Hennessy and do it. Ooh. 
yeah. And then we'll see if this is a good marketing technique for Instagram. Yeah, you can send black girls texting. <laughs> well, they can find black girls texting through <laughs> her my page. Instagram. No, I'm kidding. She's I like, black girls my texting. page first, then black girls texting. Yo, honestly, we should go on the train and literally hand out our stickers and shit. Yeah, oh, it was me and you that were on the train that time, and this woman like heard us talking, and then we gave her a sticker. Yeah, this woman. Shout out to us. you if you've been listening, girl. I forgot your name. Yeah, if you've been listening, shout out to you. Should I saw on the train? Anyway, Shade, what was the next segment? Oh, well. what would you do if your son was at home? <laughs> wow, Glenn, I really love the initiative. I committed. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to get on board with the singing thing. Yeah, I'm, now I'm it's, getting there. It's just a part of BGT, <laughs> right? Okay. So my what would you do is less of a what would you do and more of just a read. So Okay, I'm ready for A word. Who doesn't love a read? Snatch the edges, bitch. So there's this little white model by the name of Devin Windsor. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. I know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had some shit to say. So I guess there's some show on E! that I'm shocked I'm not watching because I love all of E!'s trash. Um, oh, I've been watching that show. Uh, if you look in your history, you'll see. I've been tuning in. Oh, okay. So they I'm share an Xfinity that. account because they yes. don't want to pay for cable. Yep. <laughs> and I'll find it. Um, so, it, I guess it's called like model something. What's it called? Model like, Squad. Model Squad. Um, this gorgeous model, Shanina, um, mm-hmm. is on it. And she's of Pakistani descent. Um, her her dad's Pakistani. Her mom is, is white. Um, and she was going on and on with these other models of color, just being like, you know, it's really hard. I was told I'd never get booked for Milan. And this Asian model chimed in like, yeah, it's really hard for, you know, us because, you know, they either don't want ethnic models or they'll only pick like one. And Miss Blonde White Devin Windsor was like, oh yeah. I mean, I understand it's really hard. Like I've had to travel. I've been in different countries like every month. This bitch said, I don't speak Paris. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw that. She said she that. Said, oh, I can't one, wait to show you the clip. Way to embarrass yourself. Just like embarrass yourself even more. Oh, mm-hmm. let's see. She accomplished that. She then said, do you know how hard it is to be blonde? I have to get a highlight every month. She did. She said this to and, a, a black model, an Asian model, a uh, Pakistani mod, like she said yes. this as if being blonde is the same as having brown or Fucking skin dumb. of color. Like what? Dumb. She really Yo. said that and was like dead ass about it. And she was sitting with this other white girl. And like the way the clip looked was like, she wasn't even trying to be on some like sincerely like, no, I understand. She, it seemed like she was just like, no, listen to me. Listen to me. Talk to no empathy. Yeah, it was really fucking annoying, and I was like, wow. Like, I didn't see the whole episode, so I'm obviously going to go back and watch because I ain't doing shit today. Has she since apologized? No, she hasn't said shit. She has? Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? She she apologized on the show, too, but what did you see, Shade? She said it was, like, tone deaf of her. um, You think? Yeah, so it's all over about her yes Devin Windsor apologizes for tone deaf comments on diversity but like I don't know what I would have done in that moment while it was being shot because my natural Brooklyn inclination would have just been to like pop her in the face Mm -hmm. 
Well, the so the Asian model, I think her name is Ping. Drag the fuck out of her straight up in her face and was like, why would you say that? That doesn't yes. make any sense. Yes. I don't feel like what you're saying, talking about hair, has anything to do with what we're talking about. There's Yay. no way you can relate. It was amazing because I feel like the whole way that that conversation went down, I feel like I've been in conversations like that so fucking much really? like they these these women of color were having their own fucking conversation them two white girls are sitting on the other side talking about whatever nonsense i shouldn't maybe they're talking about something interesting who knows and then they're like oh what are you guys talking about and then the ping says like oh diversity right because she knows what she was doing she was trolling that woman by saying we're talking about diversity because what right. the fuck they gonna say to that right and the other white girl goes oh wow um interesting like this awkward ass moment and then your girl Devin just hops in, right. inserts herself in this conversation. Tries to take it over. Right. When when they say that they're talking about this thing and they're sharing their stories with you, that's your time to be quiet. And listen. Oh. You have nothing Ooh, to, there's okay. no reason for you to be speaking. Right. You don't you don't have to search for a point of relation because you don't have one. Ooh. And it's fine. That's fine. Don't say shit. Mm. Don't say so a word. With Morty. I guess the other model there was Olivia Culpo, who was associated with the Jonas Brothers. Wasn't she like a Miss something? Whatever. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one. Mm -hmm. She was there. I love you at Devin Windsor. Please understand information can be taken out of context and misconstrued to manufactured drama. I can assure you Dev has an immensely kind heart and anything that portrays otherwise is a manipulation of her true character. Um, I'm sorry. I don't care if they clipped that shit together and cut pieces out. Literally out of your mouth, you said, I don't know how to speak Paris, and I had to dye my hair every month in Mm. the midst of a conversation about race and diversity and lack of inclusion when you should have just kept your fucking mouth shut Mm -hmm. and listened. Right. Why don't people know how to listen? Why is that so hard? Yeah. In... Same. And you know what was really weird? Just a, a la- last little note, because like I said, I've been keeping up with this program for some reason. The the model, Shanina, who you talked to about from the beginning, is apparently like good friends with this Devin woman. And like she was in the scene in that conversation, like agreeing with Ping and saying like, oh, what you're saying is inappropriate or whatever. But later on, when it was just she and Devin one-on-one, she was kind of saying like, oh, well, I know you didn't mean it that way and blah, 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 blah. And I feel like a lot of us get caught up in that kind of stuff mm. where we backtrack and don't just be like, yo, what you said made me feel a way. And we, we don't need to like... Coddle let, these white coddle, That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. She, I feel like she coddled her and there's no reason to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Damn, I be coddling. I, yeah. I, yo, I related to it so much. I'm like, I've definitely done that to people before. Yeah. For sure. Damn. So let's not coddle 2018. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag no coddling. No coddling. Something that I saw that I sent you guys in the chat is for all the white women out there who are, quote, feminists, but don't listen when people of color speak about their issues, apply it to the same way a man would speak to you about being a woman. Right. Mm. Right. Go off. Damn, I think that's a great note to leave that conversation on. Glenn, do you have a black girl doing shit? Um, y'all know I've been slacking on my job. Wow. I just looked up someone on Instagram. So terrible. But, you know, um, Jessie Wu, maybe give her a shout out. Jessie Wu. Okay. Haitian. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, go. That's I mean, a reach. I mean, no, we love her. We love you, yeah. Jesse Wu. But All right. I just didn't know where that came from. But the, but congratulations, Jesse Wu, for being our black girl doing shit, according to Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Glenn, do you want to speak about what this gesture? Oh God! Uh, Please she, drag her now, Chelsea. Drag she amuses us on Instagram. Okay, she's very funny. Okay, you know what? I I, I feel like it, this sounds like we're shitting on Jesse Wu, but we actually do love Jesse Wu, and she talks a lot about um, Haitian culture. Yes. Yeah. You know what? Damn, I have somebody actually that I do want to shout out. And now I can't remember what her name is. Damn. Okay, actually, I got her. Um, so there's this black girl. Uh, she has a um, company called, I believe, Twisted Spin. And it's like she's trying to basically do what um, Soul Cycle was, but make it a space for, like, black people. Ooh. And um, and up and this sort of, like, make health and wellness kind of, like, not trendy, but accessible and, yeah, hip. Yeah. What's kind of. Name? This is the problem. I think it's called Twisted Spin, y'all, or like Sipping Spin. I googled it and all I got was <laughs> Twisted Spine. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> all right, you know what? I so bad. I'm terrible. I fucked this you know up. What? We're gonna so much. We can start the next episode with giving you all the correct name. But I'm gonna. I'll have like four or five different black yeah. girls. Yeah. You know what? I want to do a shout out. So. I think it would be really dope. So I did my ancestry via ancestry.com. So that just adds on another layer to my identity crisis. Cause now I'm like, Oh, I'm from Benin. Cool. Um, <laughs> but no, actually like we're all West African, basically most of us. So, um, but I would love to know more about my like African roots. Yeah. And there is an African specific ancestry. It's called, African Ancestry. You can go to AfricanAncestry.com mm-hmm. and they have like more information, I think, than some of these other like bigger ones like Ancestry and 23andMe. Mm-hmm. They use the world's largest database of African DNA lineage to determine your country and ethnic group mm-hmm. of origin. So I would love to try that. I feel like we should all do it. We should all do it. And you know what? I have a little idea, and I'm just going to shoot it to y'all live on the radio. But Drop it. I think for our event, friends, listeners, if you enjoy listening to us and you want to help sponsor that, come to our event, buy tickets, and with that money, we'll buy the African Ancestry kits. We'll do it on the show. We'll reveal what we are. That's a great idea. But we need you all to buy tickets to our event or else we can't afford it. Did we officially yeah. announce the event and the say, details? We did not. No. But but there's an event and there's going to be tickets. <laughs> <laughs> we got a few things cooking. I think like we said last um, last last episode. I'm over here trying to kill time so that my fucking phone can load and I can tell y'all what the damn girl's name of her company is. God lord. They got me looking crazy. Hold on. Wait. Wait. No, no, no. no. Also lord. African Ancestry if you're listening we're definitely going to at you. Feel free to send us some kits as well. Yes. Because you know I mean no shade. Chelsea's will be very interesting. <laughs> Ooh. So will yours bitch. What does that even mean? Oh, oh that note. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Sexing for yet another week. We appreciate you. We're now past 4,000 downloads. So Ow! We're just growing and growing. So you all are still listening and we love you for it. I'm Chels Pinky. I'm Glenn at Bedsty Brat.
I'm Shade at Black Girls Texting. Keep DMing us. Keep emailing us. Keep- yes, and we got an email from a girl from Brownsville that we were being rude about Brownsville, and we are sorry. We are sorry. We love Brownsville. I mean, it's still hood, girl. You can't lie, but <laughs> but we love you. And fuck it. I'm from the hood. And? All right. Rest in peace, Sean Price. <laughs> and there it is. All right. Good night. Oh, not good night, but thanks for listening. Wait, y'all. did Shade sign off? Yeah. Oh, he did. Sorry. Oh, she did. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, I'm losing my mind. We hope it wasn't too crazy to listen to, but we love you. Thank you. Bye. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot HTM.